Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer at ERMI, and for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance risk management professionals. In this episode, based on a snap talk presented at the 41st ERMI Construction Risk Conference, Chip Ehrenchild, who's the Vice President at InterWest Insurance Services, will provide you with insights in how to measure indirect losses for evaluating your true cost of risk. And you can use these as key performance indicators for your safety programs. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, so who, who would have thought we needed a global pandemic to start to put a spotlight on an indirect loss cost now, right? And you may wonder, why am I saying indirect loss cost now? The, the impact of claims and accidents on business started to appear in the business literature in the 1920s. And who's not familiar with the term safety pays? Right, that's from the 1950s. In the last 15 years, we've all been living with enterprise risk management. But I ask you, why don't we pay attention to what indirect loss costs are and the impact they're having on our organizations? And I know most CFOs, and I would assume everybody in this room, believes that there's more costs associated with an accident or a claim or an unforeseen event than just the direct cost of the event itself. Yet why don't we pay attention to them? And I think we don't pay attention to them because we don't notice them until they become a headache. And I can simply just use the example, if you're in the transportation business, when does a loss become a headache? Well, once that unit goes down and you start paying overtime to cover that route, that becomes a headache. Or when you're stuck in the shop because you can't get a computer chip and you can't get it out of the shop and now you need to lease another replacement unit, that becomes a headache. And that's when we start to notice indirect loss costs. And why is that? Is it because indirect loss costs are so conceptual in nature? Uh, they're hard to identify, right? We know they exist, but we don't know where they are. And we don't have any way to account for them on our balance sheet or financial statements, right? We don't have a column that says, here's what your indirect loss costs were this year. And so I really like to think of indirect loss costs as having two components, right? There's a monetary component that does exist and are real, but I also think when you look at indirect loss costs, you should think about them as a frictional component. And the pandemic has given us great examples of frictional losses, right? Who right now isn't trying to figure out how to deal with a vaccine mandate with our businesses and all the friction we're learning from the, the pandemic? So when it comes to conceptualizing and understanding indirect loss costs, I like to use the famous iceberg, right? Everyone knows this iceberg picture, right? And you can use this for a lot of different analogies. The direct cost is just the tip of the iceberg. It's what we see above the surface. It's the only thing that we tend to pay attention to. And it represents about 30% of, 30 of any loss. The surface, of course, is the, or excuse me, underneath the surface is the large loss, the piece we don't see, we don't pay attention to, and it represents about 70% of the loss. And I'm not going to go over today all the different types of indirect losses, but if you Google uh, the image iceberg in a workers' comp claim or an auto claim and in indirect losses, this whole bottom area will populate with every kind of indirect loss cost you want to think about. And so, why do we only tend to focus on the tip? And it's because as humans, we can't really see what we can't control, right? So we can see the tip of that iceberg, and it grabs our attention, and we see the accident or the event, and we can focus on it. But we tend not to think about everything else that happens underneath the surface. But I'll challenge you that the idea of um, 
losses just being the cost of doing business is no longer true. And so when it comes to indirect losses, we can't see the forest through the trees. We get so focused on this tip. And um, I mentioned that the pandemic put a spotlight on indirect losses. And here's why I think we can use that, right? We can start to think about indirect losses, whether it's an accident, a cyber event, or something like that, through the lens of the pandemic. And I think the one that we can all resonate with is the labor shortage, right? Who's not being impacted by the labor shortage? If you read the papers, we're not going to have Christmas this year because the ports can't get unloaded. When you look at your room, what do you see in your room right now? No room service if you're here staying longer than four days. We're probably all going to be impacted by flights when we go to leave on Thursday because of the, uh, the airlines. And if you're a restaurant and you're serving all your food now in disposable containers, what happens to your Yelp review? Things are changing, right? So you can take the pandemic. And so um, first thing I think you got to start talking about when losses happen is strategically, how are they impacting your organization? And are you taking a look at, hey, what's this doing to the impact on our customer? What's happening to our reputation in the marketplace? Uh, what regulatory environment are we starting to live in? And then how are we going to continue to grow and expand into this current environment? And then the next thing would be to take a look at operationally, right? We're all, we're all faced with this increased human cost of capital right now. That's, that's, that's a given. But also, that's where we're seeing the friction too, right? How much time is being spent in organizations trying to find people? And what's that taken away from what we really should be doing? We have production disruption, cost overruns, and I think more importantly, there's shortcuts being taken. And I think you want to look at a recent shortcut, look at that Astroworld event, right? What's coming out today in the paper? Uh, they didn't have a plan in either one of their safety plans to think about crowd control at the stage. And that's purely a shortcut, maybe from the labor shortage or something else. And then the third thing to think about is financially. These increased costs, how do we pass them on to our customers? What impact are they having on our key performance indicators? Um, what's it going to do on our CapEx? Where are we going to take this money to what we're going to do for our growth goals? Uh, you talk to people about wanting to take some of their savings from reducing claims and accidents and using it to invest in robots and other technology to reduce your labor costs going forward. Can you do that going now? And then finally, what impact does it have on your EBITDA margins? So I think you really got to take a look at when losses happen um, at those three buckets. And it's, it's hard to do that when it's just one loss like the auto loss I described earlier, right? Because you think, oh, that's, that can't impact all three buckets. But I'll tell you, and if you suffered from a cyber ransomware attack, uh, you know that it impacts all three buckets in ways you can't imagine before that attack happened, right? They're real. And so what's the best way to think about indirect losses? And I think the most important way to think about indirect losses is you have to create awareness in your organizations. You have to create awareness around uh, why they're happening. And I would ask you to think about what... Uh, well, let me go back. How many people have bought a new car? You know, most everybody here has bought a new car, right? So what happens when you buy a new car? You go down to the lot, you've picked out the car you want to have, and it doesn't matter if it's a Prius or a Porsche. You go down, you buy that car, and what do you notice after you drive off that lot for the next two to three weeks? Well, most people notice the car you just bought. And, and why that is, is you may not have been aware of that car before you bought it, but after you buy it, now you drive down the road and you go, well, there's one, there's one, there's one. Why that is, is in our brains, 
it, you activated from your subconscious to your conscious, and it's called your reticular activation system, RAS, and it's a proven neuroscience thing. Once you become aware of something and you move it from your subconscious to your conscious, you can start to focus on it. That's what happens when you buy that new car. Well, you can do the same thing in your organization with indirect losses, but you've got to create some awareness around why they're happening and who they're impacting. And so why I like to use this triangle to talk about indirect losses is that in a triangle, all three points are always pushing and pulling on each other, right? And they're, they're reciprocal in nature, and they're called a tri, triadic relationship. But the awareness piece, uh, you, could substitute, you could substitute operational, uh, financial, and strategic around this as well, right? They all, they all have an action, equal opposite, excuse me, an equal reaction on each other. And so if you can focus on the endpoint of that awareness has an impact, you can start to raise that in your organization. And so I'd ask you, what are the things you can take away today to really work on increasing your awareness and indirect losses that are real in your business and recapturing those things and, and preventing those costs from happening? I'm, again, I'm going to start with awareness as the number one thing. You got to get people thinking about it all the time. So ask yourself, in your meetings, are you including the impact of indirect losses in your safety committee meetings? Are you talking about indirect losses, not just in safety, but are you bringing in other sides of your management team to take a look at what impact they're having, where they're having them? So you got to raise awareness around that, ap that application. The second thing you need to do is you have to realize that your staff has the answers. Right? When you involve your people in finding solutions to indirect losses, they have your answers. Most people don't take the time to look down. We just focus on loss control as being safety only. Uh, the second thing I'd talk to you talk about is technology now. Technology is available to everyone. There's mobile forms. There's free mobile forms. Google has a suite of services you can use. You can start to measure and analyze your data in ways you never have before. So I'd encourage you to think about what products are out there, what you can grab to be able to start to measure things, and recognize that what's in the literature right now for indirect losses in terms of factors of being four to one aren't accurate. You know, every organization has a different ratio for what their loss cost factors are. I encourage you to search and find those. And then finally, the basics matter more important than ever. You still have to have a sustainable loss control program. You still have to keep your focus on safety. You need to prevent losses from happening, from unforeseen events happening. Uh, it's nice if you're playing fantasy football that you have Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes on your team. But if you ask any successful football coach, the keys to winning are whoever blocks and tackles the best, right? So you, got to, you can't take your eye off the basics. We're in a style over substance society right now. Give you a fancy dashboard, give you all kinds of stuff that looks good with bells and whistles. But if you don't capture the basics, it doesn't matter how good that dashboard looks. So I'd encourage you to stay with that. And then finally, I would just want to tell you that uh, indirect loss costs are real and they're substantial. If that bottom of the iceberg makes up 70% of your cost, for most organizations and people you work with, it's a tremendous amount of money. So how do you start figuring out how you can recapture that? And the good news is it's all controllable, right? If you can put good programs in place, you can give good advice, you can start to recapture that money. And I just challenge you to go back and those folks and those businesses you work with, that they can adopt an enterprise risk management approach. You can start looking at indirect losses uh, through that lens, it's the easiest money that your firms can recapture.
but thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Army podcast recorded at the 41st Army Construction Risk Conference in November of 2021. And if you missed this conference, it is not too late to get access to the 10 virtual sessions recorded at the conference. All you have to do is visit army.com backslash conferences and click on 2021 on-demand sessions to register. Thanks for listening.